grim book. Uh, not because of the subject matter, but because of the subject matter. In the, in the sense, well, what I mean is, it's not the subject matter itself is not inherently grim, leading you to believe that this would be a very upbeat or at least very neutral book. But what it ends up being is kind of an indictment against like the entire concept of what it is apparently promoting or at least informing us about. And this is no longer also a uh, first-time book. We are firmly within the HarperCollins book series. We are gone are the Random House days. Gone is the first time the first-time book series where we are simply discussing the uh, first time you might be encountering certain events like going to the doctor going to the dentist uh moving those kind of things uh we are firmly entrenched in simple these are books about the berenstain bears and they are square they are also not uh the other berenstain bear books that are square that we've been talking about the uh the religious books uh like, like the like faithful friends that we just discussed uh but to give a little context faithful friends which was the last uh, religious book we talked about and the last storybook we talked about on here. It's 2009. Uh, today's book is from 2010, and there is a marked uh, difference in the art style between the two books. Uh, uh, Faithful Friends is 2009, and the, this week's book, Go Out to Eat, is 2010. And there is some historical uh like importance to that and to this to this time frame so we'll get to that at the end uh but let's talk about let's talk about this week's book the berenstain bears go out to eat i usually don't uh start off this way I usually don't start off by saying what the name of the book is usually i start off by reading a little poem and so i'm going to do that right now uh today's little poem begins dining out though quite a treat is a lot of work for a bite to eat and that's going to be our premise that's going to be how we uh that's kind of the, the what, what's the term I'm looking for? It's that that's the thesis statement. That going out might seem cool, but it's actually a lot more work uh, than you might than you might think it is. Uh, eating as work, pleasure as business, uh, the loss of enjoyment once you are saddled with children is kind of it's kind of the point of this book. So uh, let's dive in, shall we? To the Berenstain Bears, go out to eat. Uh, it's pretty grim right off the bat. So what we're looking at here is a book about the bear family. And uh, it starts off by telling us that brother and sister are pretty awesome. And they do their chores. That Honey Bear, their little sister, is a pain. And that Papa Bear works hard at his job, but he doesn't do anything around the house. And that Mama Bear's job is essentially... Uh, cleaning everything and taking care of honey and then making dinner at the end of the day and making sure that everybody is fed. And at one point it uses the curious phrase, uh, taking care of honey bear is almost a full-time job in itself. Yeah, taking care of your child is almost a full-time job. Taking care of your child is a full-time job. Taking care of a house is a full-time job. Taking care of meal planning is a full-time job. And uh, Mama is overworked. She's overworked and underappreciated, and we know she's underappreciated because it lets us know that every once in a while, because Mama is so overworked, uh, Papa and the Cubs will do the dishes for her. It's a little something special. A little something special. You do three full-time jobs a day, every day. So once in a while, we'll wash the dishes so that you can, and I quote, Rest and watch the evening news on TV. And why just the evening news? Why does it specify that? Probably because uh, 
she then has to put Honey Bear to bed. And then so you really can't watch anything else. You have time for a good, a solid half hour of TV, Mama. And then it's time to be Mama again. And what is Papa doing? I assume watching Matlock or whatever it was people were watching in 2010. So, uh, so Mama is run ragged. And one evening she is so exhausted that Papa Bear's like, I got a great idea. We're going out to eat, and we're going out to eat at the Bear Country Grill, which I assume is a cool place. I assume it's a good place, it, but probably not like too cool because it's still family friendly. Maybe something like along the lines of like a Bennigan's or a TGI Fridays, or maybe if you're going to get really fancy, uh, some sort of all-you-can-eat buffet. I don't know. But uh, yeah, they're all going out to eat at the Bear Country Grill because it's time you had a night off. So they all pile into the car, and Mama isn't as excited as everyone else. You can even see, you can tell by the picture that Mama's not quite as thrilled. And why? Because Mama is tired. Like Mama, again, has worked three jobs and now she has to like put on her clothes and go out of the house. So they, they pull up to the Bear Country Grill. It looks, looks awful. It just looks awful. And it's not just that it looks awful because it's like a terrible place to go to eat. It looks weird because this, okay, so this is a weird era in the Berenstain Bears. 2010, uh, it's, a, it's kind of a strange transition into these okay so they switched from uh random house to harper collins and so they're doing all the storybooks there uh stan berenstain he is no longer with us at this point and uh mike is slowly taking over more and more of the duties and they are working on the living light series and they are working on the main series and so this is jan and mike berenstain it says it right on the cover jan and mike berenstain do, pulling double duty here doing all these books this is the era that i started noticing changes in the berenstain bears this is this was 2010 so it's a little before mitzi was born uh willow my other daughter was eight in not eight or nine eight about eight years old around this time so i wasn't reading to her berenstain bears anymore but I had read a lot of Berenstain Bears. So in a couple of years, in two or three years, I'm going to start reading them to Mitzi. And I'm going to be going to the library to check them out. And one thing I'm going to start doing is pulling out books that I'd never read before. And that's when I'm going to start getting into this ver version of the Bears. I'm getting into this series. And I wasn't really paying a lot of attention at this point uh, until I started noticing that the, that the new books looked different. They felt different than the books in the past. And that's when I noticed that they were written by uh, first Jan and Mike and then Mike. And I commented on it quite a bit. I was like, okay, now we're reading a Mike book. This one looks different. Uh, but that's when I started really formulating what would become Deep in Bear Country. I started putting things together. Uh, I started looking at the like publication dates, really, really absorbing when these books were written, like where they fell on the progression of of the artwork and the storytelling. And realize this is when I started realizing the arc of the Berenstain's development of the Bear family. Uh, so yeah, Go Out to Eat is of that era. I don't think I read Go Out to Eat at that time. I just don't think it's one of the books that I picked up. But I definitely remember reading books from this time and being like, things things aren't looking things aren't looking great at this point which is strange because as i said the uh the religious books which were from aroundish the same time uh have all looked phenomenal like you can just tell from the covers that 
this is they're they're more vibrant they the 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 movement is more fluid the the characters uh expressions and faces look more self-assured and the main series just looks a little and what's the shame of it is i would love to ask about this but i don't know how to ask about this without seeming like some kind of a like a like just seeming like a jerk like even though i have a rapport with the berenstain's like with Mike and uh, like with the company, I feel like it would be just jerky of me to to say like, so why don't why don't why didn't things look very good during this time? Like what was the what was going on at this point? Like why did everything? So I don't know how to address that. So if anyone magical is listening to this, if anyone is magically listening to this episode and can just answer that question of why things looked really janky, just for this for the sort of for this window of time, I would love the answer. I could just be like we were overwhelmed, I didn't have enough time to like do as many passes as we like. We were trying new things, using new materials. I don't know. Like the the but the publishers were demanding too much. Not sure what was going on. I would just love some kind of even if it's boring. I would just like to know. I'd just like to know. Just like to know. But in any case, uh, they're going out to eat. They're going out to eat at this giant square building that's built. Uh, I guess it kind of looks like a castle. It's there's no delineation between like the side. Like there's the there's the is that the road? Like there's a road. The cars, the scale of the cars to the bears is very strange. The scale of the building to the bears is very strange. It just looks very strange. It's a very strange. It kind of reminds me of like the the weird like shopping mall books where they're going up and down the escalators and it's like I can't even tell like what's wall and what's floor at this point. It, there's there's just lines and they've colored them certain colors. Like the, there's a lack of detail. Uh, so they go in and Mama is exhausted. She is just off. Just she's just beat. She's off. She she sits down immediately. They find out that it's a thirty minute wait, which to me doesn't sound that long. I mean, you know what it's like going to a restaurant and you find out that there's a thirty minute wait. You can either go to a different restaurant or go home and make yourself something to eat. But by the time that's done it's going to be at least 30 minutes you may as well stay and that's what they decide to do uh mama decides to sit on the bench while papa delightfully enough takes the kids out to feed the ducks they they go to a pond they 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 feed some crackers that papa's had in his pocket which i think is kind of gross and weird that he just kind of has crackers but uh they throw them to the ducks having a grand time and when they get back to the restaurant mama is finished she is out of commission she's practically fallen asleep on the bench like it says that Mama was so relaxed, she was nearly asleep. And uh, that's not good. It's not a good way to run a mama. Uh, so they sit, they chill out. Uh, they play a little game of I Spy, which if you're a parent, you've ever played I Spy with a child, you know, it never goes well. It's not a fun game. Uh, it's just not entertaining. No one enjoys it, but it's something to do. It keeps your mouth moving, which is just like me. Like the, I guess I just described podcasting. It's not enjoyable, but it's something to do and it keeps your mouth moving. Uh, finally, the host comes and says, you know, there's a table ready. So they go to sit down. Uh, they sit down and immediately things start falling apart. It's just a nightmare. It's terrible. Mama's tired. She has to like cut the dinner rolls for the cubs. And then she's like, don't eat too many breads because you won't be hungry for, for dinner. And I'm like, mom, is you like, let them eat, let them fill up, let them fill up on bread. Like that's the, then you can take their dinner home. Like that's, that's a win-win. Like just let them eat bread. In any case, uh, honey bear spills her water. Mama tries to sop it up and Papa's like, let me do it. But then he ends up spilling the water himself. And then the server has to come and clean everything up. It's a, like this family is not holding itself together well. And I don't know why they thought this would be a relaxing thing for mama bear. Like, I don't know what, what their thought, because she still has to mama. She still has to like, 
put herself out there and be a parent. So I don't know. But, you know, Papa's Papa's useless. Mom is useless. And she won't turn off. Like, she won't shut down. Because the cubs are like, ooh, I want burger and fries. Brother's like, I want burger and fries. Sister's like, I want burger and fries. And Mama's like, no, no fries. You're going to get broccoli with your burgers. And they're like, broccoli. And to me, I mean, I get it. You want your kids to eat vegetables. We want our kids to eat vegetables. I understand. Let it go. Like, it's been a long day. Just one day. Just let it. Let them have their burgers and fries. They're not going to die. They're not going to die. But they get the broccoli anyway. Or, you know what? Before you go to the restaurant, you take the kids aside and you say, okay, you can order what you want, but we're not getting fries with our burgers. If you get burgers, we're not getting fries. You're going to at least have to have one vegetable. You're getting broccoli if it's an option. If there's an option for sides, you get, you're get you going to get the vegetable side. If there's only option for fruit, you'll get the fruit instead, but that's better than getting the fries. You clear that out before your bottoms even hit the car seat. That way, when you get to the restaurant, there's no arguing about it. You've already set it up. You're like, okay, what are you going to get? The burger and, and the kid will say, the broccoli. And you'll say, that's right, you're going to get the broccoli. Also, they promise them dessert later on, which you're not supposed to bribe your kids, but I mean, what are you going to do? It works. So they order the burgers. Takes, of course, forever for their food to arrive. Uh, when it finally does, the cubs are there. They eat. They're eating their broccoli. Their mom and dad are like, it's got vitamins in it. And the kids are like, why do vitamins taste so bad? And I'm like, this is that thing, too, where kids hate broccoli. And the only reason they hate broccoli is because it's a kid's book and they're supposed to hate broccoli. But in fact, if you prepare it like... I didn't actually just say words then. If you prepare it correctly, if you prepare it well, broccoli's fine. Like it 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 roasts up fine. It uh you know, saute it up, like put it in with some put some salt and pepper on it. It's fine. Like cook it up, toss it with some oil, put it in the oven for 15 minutes. It's gonna be it's a fine vegetable. It gets little crispy, crinkly edges, and uh, it's fine. It's good. It's fine. Yes, broccoli is tasty. Just enjoy the broccoli. But it's a kid's book, so they have to hate it. So they talk about how much they hate I hate the broccoli. This is when Papa says, if you eat your broccoli, you'll get a dessert, which I believe was not agreed upon beforehand. I believe that Papa threw that out there. If you eat your broccoli, I'll get, I'll get you some you eat the broccoli, you'll get some dessert. Like, that sounds like a papa thing to do, a papa bear thing. And that, like, later on, mama bear is going to be like, I really wish you would talk to me about that before you promised them dessert because dessert really wasn't on my my plan for the rest of dinner. I wasn't planning on getting dessert for the kids. I wish you had said something to me. But then he could have said, well, I wish you'd said something to me about them not getting to order French fries, which, I mean, I guess that wouldn't, it wouldn't be a good, like, ending to a children's book. But it would be more realistic. Because I feel like, I mean, look at Mama's face. If you can see Mama's face, she just doesn't look, she doesn't look pleased with anything. They've gone out to dinner. They bought a nice dinner. They're having, they're trying to have a nice evening. Mama is so fatigued, she can barely eat. It's not a good plan. It wasn't a good plan. It wasn't a good plan. Uh, so they eat and they get ice cream. It has blackberries on it. They're very happy about the ice cream. Uh, there's a running gag, by the way, going through all of this. Uh, I say running gag. It's not really a running gag because it's not funny. Um... But they'll say things like, this makes up for the broccoli, said brother. That's for sure, agreed sister. Sure, said honey. Like the running gag is that honey will repeat the last word said by uh, by a person. When I, I say it's a running gag, I'm looking back at it. I think she does it like twice. Like it's not, it's nothing that you're like, oh boy, can't wait for honey to say the word again. If you're wondering, yes, this is this is from when I developed my disdain for honey bear. My original disdain, which is slipping away the more I've gotten to know the child. So that's it. They eat their ice cream and they're ready to go. And Papa Papa pays the bill and they say goodbye to the server and the hostess. Oh, and I want to point out that for some reason, the server looks like Nurse Ratched. Like they, they have her in this outfit that looks like she stepped out of a 1950s 
mental health institute. Like she looks like she's dressed. She has like one of the little like white hats and the white outfit. Like she looks like she's getting ready to like give like pills to Billy Bigelow. It's or whatever his name is, Billy Pilgrim, Billy Billy Madison. I don't know who's the little guy from from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I can't think of his name. Billy Preston, Billy, I don't know his name. Billy something. Billy, the little one, the one played by Chucky. I can't think of his name. Uh, in any case, uh, so Nurse Ratchet waves goodbye to them. And it's dark, okay, because they've, so they've been there for hours and now it's dark. And they find the car, they get in, and Brother says, do you know what the best thing about this was? Do you know what the best thing about going out to eat is? And you're like, oh, what? Like, what, the dessert, the hamburgers, being with your family? And he's like, no, not having to clean up dishes afterwards. And I'm like, that's smart, Brother, because you don't clean up the dishes. It's not your job. You, it says, it literally says on like page three that every once in a while you do the dishes. You weren't going to do them tonight anyway, brother. Uh, and then we get a final gag, a hilarious gag, uh, a little callback to the last time Honey did this. That's for sure they all agreed as they pulled out onto the highway and headed for home. Sure, said Honey. And they all, I guess like they're supposed to be laughing. I guess it's supposed to have been funny. Uh, you get some really wild eyes on the Cubs there. Uh, but the way it's written, like it just seems like that's for sure they all agreed. And then Honey's like, I'm sure. Sure. And that's the way it ends. Like That's the end of the book. There's not even like a little Q&A at the end, like questions from brother. Like, how do you go out to dinner with your, where do you like to go? Nothing. It's just done. You close the book and there's an ad on the back for more books. This, I, like I said, like the religious books from only a year earlier and they're still coming out. Like they've got like the big like Q&A at the end, like activities and questions to do. Like, I don't know what the difference was. Like, I don't know. I don't know, like, why one and the other, like, what one did this and the other one did. I don't understand, like, why more was seemed to have been being demanded of the Living Light series. Maybe that's just that's where the butter was. The bread was buttered. The butter on the bread. I don't know what expression I'm trying to go for. Maybe that's because that's where their butter was breaded. Breaded was buttered. I don't know what I'm trying to say. But maybe that's why they worked a little bit differently on these than they did on than they did on those. But that's uh, the Berenstain Bears go out to eat. It is about what it says. The Berenstain Bears going out to eat. Uh, sometimes Brad Mariska, our collector, collector friend, will make a joke, a hilarious joke, where he posts the Berenstain Bears book cover. And he says, spoiler alert, they do. Because usually the title says exactly what happens in the book. The Berenstain Bears go to school. Spoiler alert, they go to school. Uh, the Berenstain Bears uh, go trick-or-treating. Spoiler alert, they go trick-or-treating. This is the first one, though. This is the only one, I think, that could literally be described as the title. The Berenstain Bears go out to eat. That is... All that happens. There's no other storyline in this. There's no, uh, there's no, like usually the books, like the, the Living Lights books, the F Faithful Friends has like a beginning and a middle and end. And in the middle, it has a conflict. And in the end, it has a resolution and lessons are learned. In this one, it's like sometimes, like the whole plot of this book is sometimes the bears go out to eat. They went out to eat. The end, I guess. That's, that's, you, there is no other storyline. The name of the book is The Berenstain Bears Go Out to Eat. If you ask me what the plot of this book was, I would say The Berenstain Bears Go Out to Eat. Like, if you ask me the plot of Faithful Friends, I wouldn't say it's The Berenstain Bears Faithful Friends. Figure it out. No, I would say, like, well, sister has a new friend and it's, she's a, sort of, she's being alienated by the members of her own peer group, but she also is sort of alienating members of that peer group. And, uh, but she doesn't want to leave, she doesn't want to like reject her new friend, but she doesn't want to lose her old friends. And so, like, she has to figure out a way to bring them all together with a common interest. And so they do. And they learn that, you know, like, her, she's not going away. It, that, that's a complex story. 
Whether or not it's successfully told, it doesn't matter. They tried a story. The Berenstain Bears Go Out to Eat is they go out to eat. Now, the reason I find this book also very strange is that it does not seem to enjoy going out to eat. This is a book about how bad it is to go out to eat. This is a book about doesn't it doesn't it stink to go out to eat with your family? And that's all that happens. Like mama is tired. She's too tired to enjoy her evening. They take her out because she they didn't ask her. Like Papa wasn't like, my dear, I know you're tired, but uh, would it help if we just got went out and got something to eat? He, what he should have done if he wanted to spring it on her, he could have just been like, I'm going to go pick something up. I'll be back in 20 minutes. Or like, I called ahead. I got us a rotisserie. Ch I'm going to get us a rotisserie chicken at Cub. I'll pick up some microwave vegetables. We'll be fine for an evening. Like, that's cool. That's cool. Not put on your coat and hat, my dear. We're going out to eat with the whole family. It's not relaxing. It can be relaxing, but they obviously don't do it enough to make it a relaxing. You got to go out to eat enough that like you're like, OK, I got it. this is the 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 trappings of going to a restaurant are no longer a problem. They're no longer they're not overwhelming. There's no questions. We know what to expect. If you don't go out to eat enough, it's too big of an event. It's like going to a movie when you only go to a movie like every six months. You're like, OK, this is a big deal. Where do I sit? Where do I get the tickets? That's what going out to eat with a you have to eat with your family, with your kids. When you don't regularly do that, you don't know what to expect. But it's also not a book about going out to eat for kids. It's not a book that's like, what's it like going out to eat with your family? Here's some here here's an once brother and sister one night brother and sister went out to eat with mama and papa and honey and uh brother was mis or sister was misbehaving or honey was misbehaving and brother got embarrassed and sister was like too hungry to eat and they misbehaved and so like here's like let's model how to actually like or let's model for your parents how to deal with that's not this either it's very much like the 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 bedtime battle book the book where the the kids wouldn't go to sleep and so mama and papa like connived and tried to figure out how to get the kids to go to bed. And by the time they figured it out, they were so tired, they fell asleep and there was no lesson learned. It was just like sort of leading up to a gag and then it was over. That is exactly what this book is like. It's like, there's no, there's, n there's nothing to learn from this. You, they, they just did it and then they were annoyed and then they went home. I don't know. I'm stuck on this. And I, to me, this is kind of indicative. Like this is an example of these books around this time. They look a little wonky. They feel a little aimless, but they inspired deep in bear country. So tomato, tomato, kind of the reason I'm doing the show. I don't know. I wanted to figure out what was going on. So I built up a relationship with Mike Berenstain just so I could ask him about these books, I guess. So uh, that's it. That's the Berenstain Bears Go Out to Eat from 2010. It is still available new. You can buy it new. I bought my copy new. Should you? I mean, I guess if you're a completist, but in, if you're looking for a fun book to read to your kids, I mean, again, I'm not a critic, but... There's better books out there. There's better books out there from this era. So, uh, I mean, you know, unless you want to, unless your kids are like, what does it mean to go out to eat? You're like, well, let's read a book about it. That's, then you just do that. I don't know. Uh, otherwise, uh, you can find me at uh, Bearcast on Twitter. You can write to me at BerenstainBearcast at gmail.com. You can find me at BerenstainBearcast.org. Uh, that's it. That's that's the way things operate around here. Um, I, have a, I have a very short haircut that when the light hits it like this, you can see my scalp. Otherwise, I'm just hanging out, dude. I'm just talking about Berenstain Bears. That's what I do. So uh, thank you so much. And I will see you all next time deep in bear country.